today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. In actually about 25 minutes, uh, City Council is going to start uh, back with their budget process, and they've got a number of things they want to discuss, including a priority list for a new municipal land development task force, but also some kind of evaluation for other projects that are uh, on the table right now and being talked about. And uh, I think there's a legitimate discussion here about prioritizing some of these things. I mean, do we really need to move forward on some of those other projects when we have more pressing needs? Chad Collins is asking that question. He's the counselor for Ward 5, of course. He joins us here on the Bill Keller Show to talk about this. Good morning, Chad. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Bill. And yourself? Good. I, you know what I like about this report is we've talked about some of these things that you'll be discussing today in isolation. And, and on a one-off basis, some of these things sound pretty wonderful. But now you've got price tags and you have to balance these against some of the other projects that you've got. Let's talk about that. Yeah, the, the list that we have today, of course, we developed the Land Development Task Force uh, last year. It's essentially an internal staff working group that um, is charged with the responsibility of looking at corporate assets, in this case, land holdings owned by the city, and we own over 2,000 properties across the municipality. Their job is to go out and look for opportunities to raise revenues and or um, look for affordable housing opportunities, as was mentioned in the report. And so the list we have in front of us is a comprehensive one. There's an appendix that shows, uh, I think it's a top 10 that we'll be looking at today. And it formalizes uh, through this process, Bill, something that we've been informally doing for a number of years. And so, for instance, when we look at my beach community, um, as you know, we've leveraged assets with our land holdings on the beach. We had a number of vacant uh, residential lots that we owned and uh, took over in the late 90s, where we uh, severed our relationship with the province and the Conservation Authority. Uh, we, we received hundreds of properties, some remnant pieces, uh, through that process, and we started to sell those land assets over time. And in terms of le- leveraging those assets, in, in some cases, we've supported affordable housing, and so we've made several donations to Habitat for Humanity for mm-hmm. new affordable housing projects. We have worked with the Beach Rescue Unit, and in fact, yesterday we donated a parcel of land to assist them with their um, expansion plans. And of course, we've when whenever we sell those lots on the beach strip for residential purposes, the proceeds from the sale of those uh, of those properties are invested into a reserve account, and we've used that reserve account for the waterfront trail construction, uh, the Confederation Park master plan, which is well underway, as well as Jimmy Lomax Park. And so we've informally worked through that system. I could point to other examples, Councillor Marula, as an example, Perch City Motor Hotel, um, the development we have around. Um, uh, city housing projects in Councillor Marula's ward right now. Uh, so those are some examples of past projects where we have informally used city lands as leverage for certain types of development or utilize the proceeds for uh, capital projects that were a priority for uh, the city. So this the process we have today is more formal. It, we specifically have a, a group of, of staffers who are now looking at the map, looking at all 2,000-plus properties, and trying to find other examples where we could help with the budget process. And, and some of those have been great success stories. I mean, the beach the beach trip stuff, I mean, I know it got off to kind of a slow start when you made that um, initial move, but it's right. uh, if you look at the development that's occurred there in the last five or six years, it's remarkable, actually, what's happened there. And, mm-hmm. and the city has been benefited. And uh, we found out, of course, yesterday, uh, well, when the mayor was in here, that apparently the city motor hotel property that you just talked about, which is owned by the city now, uh, in all likelihood, Metrolinx is going to buy that back, and uh, so right. the, the city will get some money out of that too. So th- these are all good stories. I like this, but let's let's talk about some of the other contentious issues here. And 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 you're not going to decide all of these things today, but I mean, at some point, council is going to have to wrestle with some of them. 
Uh, the first one, of course, is Jackson Square. Now, for those who may not understand this, uh, the city owns that land, but they don't own the buildings, correct? That's right, and, and the Sheridan is falls into that situation. Yeah, exactly. So, and so the, the dilemma there is that, yeah, while we certainly own the land, we still have many years remaining on both of those leases, both with the Sheridan and with Jackson Square. And so the prospect of selling it and leveraging uh, the maximum value is, is limited until we, we get to you know, almost full term of the lease. And so the, some will certainly, some of these opportunities present uh, um, more of a revenue um, opportunity for the city than others. Um, and some of them may actually look, we may be into cost rather than, than, than receiving revenues. And so when you look at the first Ontario Centre, which is former Cops Coliseum, you know, we start to look at that kind of a development. Some kind of a public-private partnership will most certainly involve something on behalf of the city, from the city instead of just the land holdings. And so I think there's some nervousness with some on the list, Bill, that we may be spending a lot of time and energy on some projects that may not yield a lot in the end. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.